Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. And welcome to the HP Podcast, your weekly show about video games from HandsomeFandom.com. This is Ben, and I'm here today with Bando. Brandon, what's up, dude? Hey, how you doing, man? Good, man. Uh, I just thought once I said Bando, I was like, well, people are going to, th- maybe if this is somebody's first episode, they're going to think it's it's actually Bando, not Brandon, so I should probably... Uncle Bando, that's right. Uncle he's, Bando. He's not making his return. This is just normal, normal Bando. Brando Calrissian, as I've been called. <laughs> um how's it going it's good man yeah we're um we're a man down dave is off you know i don't know hanging out in france or something yeah some shit like that eating some them. nice bread i don't know probably some eating some baguettes Are you sure ba- sure. baguettes <laughs> uh but yeah no i'm good man i just got got back from a busy weekend uh for work stuff and um i'm yeah i'm just excited to talk to you i haven't we haven't. We were just talking. We haven't really hung out, hung out in a while. We've we've been together every week, literally. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just me and you. It's, it's like been a minute, man. It's quiet times. Also, I should note there is a storm raging in our town right now. I can hear the the wind and the the rain increasing with every breath. So who knows? We may not ever publish this episode. It, it might die. It might be a dud. Who knows? Um, we're gonna figure it out live. That's. <laughs> we'll do it live. That's right. Yeah. How has the week been for you? How's how's life? Uh, it's been fine. Um, aside from my daily struggles with uh, the monotony of, of, of working a nine to five, you know, not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. Just trying to get by and be as happy as I possibly can, play some good video games. And nice. That's all that matters because, you know, I'm going to die one day and it's not going to matter anyway. My um, life, uh, my, my work certainly has its ups and downs. You know, there's there's good and bad about every job. But one thing I can say with 100% surety is there is no such thing as monotony uh, <laughs> in my job. It's either full gas or full brakes, it dude. seems like. so. All gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes until the brakes come on. And then, yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. And so. then the e-brake is getting slammed. Dude, yeah, that's <laughs> the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. All right, well, People, you know, people like to know, can we, can we support you? You can actually, nobody's ever asked me that. Actually, no, somebody, somebody recently asked me if we could make a higher tier and I was like, no, we don't need a higher tier on Patreon. But if you want to support us on Patreon, 
head on over to uh, patreon.com slash phantom. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You get ad-free early access to the show. I think in a couple of weeks here, it's it's not monthly like it used to be. Uh, but we're going to be recording another HP After Dark episode. Maybe we'll have some special guests. We'll see what's going on with that. Um, and then, of course, you can join up on our Discord, and that's for free. You can just hang out, be chill, enjoy the ride, yeah. see some weird stuff that people say sometimes. It is what it is. Yeah. Come check it out. That's right. Brandon, we got a lot of news to cover. I don't know about a lot, but we got some news to cover, and some of it is old and some of it's new. So we'll start with the old stuff first. The first thing, this came uh, last week, pretty much right after the show released. Uh, this comes directly from Xbox. It says, today we are excited to announce, that, again, this is April 28th, so, you know, it's a while ago. We're excited to announce that Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will stream on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific. This show will feature amazing titles coming from Xbox Game Studios, Bethesda, and our partners around the world. It will include everything you need to know about the diverse lineup of games coming soon to the Xbox ecosystem, including upcoming releases to Game Pass on Xbox and PC. The Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will be streamed in a variety of outlets in 30 languages. You can pretty much watch it wherever you watch stuff. I think it's even going to be streamed on TikTok, which I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Damn. I should have known that was a thing, but I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So, Brandon, obviously, we have no idea. Well, we have ideas, but we don't actually know right. what's going to be talked about at this showcase. So, I'm mm-hmm. curious, other than like titles we don't even know are announced yet, you know, that sure. are way out there. What are, you know, what are you looking forward to? What would you like to see come from Xbox? And remember that, you know, now they have Bethesda and maybe they'll even tease Activision stuff, even though that deal's not done and stuff like that. Right. Now, I think mostly I'm on the the Bethesda train as far as predictions go. Um, I think we're going to get to see more of Redfall. Um, I would love to see some gameplay because I feel like what we saw prior to this has been all cinematic. Um, So I think as we're getting closer to a perceived release date, um, hopefully we'll get some gameplay because we really don't know exactly what this game will play like. Um, It looks really cool nonetheless, and I'm interested, um, but I'd like to see how it pans out. Um, As well, I honestly think we'll see some more Fallout 76 in some way. I genuinely do think they are continuing to try and support this platform, even though I disagree with it. It does have a big player base. Um, Big being subjective. It it has a player base is what I'm saying. Right. Um, And I think they're going to try and No Man's Sky it. And I think good for them. Um, If they can make it better, then I think that's wonderful for the people that are still playing. Um, I have a little mic collision there. Yeah, seriously. I just tipped that over. Too Italian talking with your hands. (laughs) Seriously. Um, I saved it, though. Yes, you did. Um, You did. But fallout 76 and my only other prediction is i do think we will get some even if it's a tiny amount a very small glimpse of the new elder scrolls i don't know if i don't i don't know if we'll get much i don't know if we'll get a date but i think we we have next to nothing aside from essentially a title screen i was gonna say what if we just get a title uh, again (laughs) yeah twice yeah they're like we're gonna pull this twice on you they're like here's Um, the name (laughs) again congrats yeah Here's a, here's the name over a different scenic location. Right. Um, <laughs> but those are kind of my predictions. Um, I know an Xbox will have some other stuff. And honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to it because I have the Series X now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so that that's actually part of the reason I, since buying my Series X, 
I've kind of was going super, super hard with Halo and Game Pass at the beginning. And then I kind of fell and then I've kind of fallen off. Right. Um, but I'm looking forward. This purchase was also for the long haul. I was thinking about the Bethesda games when buying this. Right. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what seeing what they have to offer. But that's my like main predictions. I guess it's more Bethesda centric than Microsoft centric. Sure. Um, but that's that's what's on my mind. How about you? I- I think you're probably right on all of those things that you said. I think also on the Bethesda front, we'll probably see something from Starfield. And, you know, they've got a date set for Starfield. November is when they're saying. And I just want to say, you know, that that guy from, um, ah, damn it, what's the name of that game? I can't remember it. You'll know as soon as I'm going to say it. That that image of the guy, uh, the detective, who's just like, it's just like doubt. Doubt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Detective Cole Phelps. Thank you. From L.A. Noir. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I just have a, kind of a big doubt. I'm like, maybe that was the situation and they were pretty sure of it. But like, I don't know, man. I, I'm getting all these vibes and things, weird things people are saying. And of course, there was a story last week that, you know, a guy who used to work on the game came out and said that it didn't seem like it was going to be done and was going to be and the flight was going to be boring and stuff like that. So who knows? But I wouldn't be surprised to see more from Starfield in one way or another, whether we yeah. get a delay or not or not. I don't know, but I'm putting it out there into the ether that it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Yeah, yeah uh, I've got I've personally gotten weird vibes from this game ever since the beginning. So I've never understood the, the hype for it, really. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it won't be good. I'm just it, saying, like, we it don't could be great. Yeah. We don't have any reason to know that yet. Yeah, I, I think we'll see on the Xbox side. Um, I'm thinking we'll see Hellblade. Ooh, Hellblade too. Yeah, see a little more of that. Even after and, we saw that big like, what they claim to be how gameplay is going to be played, even though it was very obtuse. Yeah, for sure. I I think we'll probably get a release window for okay. that. And then uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw an announcement of the new Gears of War game. I'm personally not a fan of the series. Um, I, yeah, I, I yeah yeah honestly I've played the game. Right. Um, but it's just eluded me and I feel like there's enough of them now that I'm kind of falling behind. So, yeah, the, the first few are pretty short. Oh, they're all really relatively short. You could on game pass probably blaze through them all pretty quickly. Dude, but... I was going to say, I should, w- one of these times I, you know, I tanked uncharted. I should just go back and yeah, dude, do it. Yeah. I need to do it too. I played the first three and then part of four, but I don't think I ever finished them all. So I probably need to go back and actually check them all out. I mean, I, I literally have access to them. I can hit download right now right. on my computer and play them, uh, most of them, but I just haven't. So um, I, I think, though, it's a big enough series, a big enough franchise for them. I've, I'm sure we'll get some Halo updates and stuff like that, which everybody is, you know, that's a whole thing right now. But um, I don't know. It could be interesting. I'm a little excited about this because, like, we're used to having an Xbox showcase, whether or not E3 happens. But um, it reminds me at the same time, like, oh, June 12th. Oh, that would be E3. We're not getting any, a real E3. We're going to have 7 million press conferences. To, although if everybody keeps buying everybody, maybe it'll be like one giant <laughs> press conference. We'll see. Dude, it's going to be the 10 cent conference. It's going to be. Oh, my God. It's, it's going to be an entire week long. Just 10 cent. Yeah. With all the millions of studios they bought. That's true. Man, they, they just keep buying. stuff too. <laughs> it's insane. I guess China is like kind of irritated with Tencent right now I, I don't know a whole lot about it i haven't read it enough but um they're like putting some restrictions on them which is obviously not good social credit score deducted social credit score yeah uh 
so anyway that's um that's kind of our predictions for the game showcase not really solid predictions or anything but no eh, just what i think might might be there yeah yeah no it's gonna be exciting i honestly i've not always caught the xbox showcase but for years now i've always caught the bethesda one so i'm actually really interested to see how that's gonna change um obviously I'm positive we're still going to see Todd Howard, um, and he's always a treat on stage. So I guess we'll see. I will Um, tell you this. I've been in person to two Bethesda showcases, and I think three, two or three Xbox showcases. Bethesda showcases are at least the experience there while you're in. Like, they put on a great show, and they also have cool parties uh, that that won't be happening this year. But, like, that's always a baller time, I'll tell you what. They know how to throw a party. I bet. Too bad it's not happening, but let's yeah. stick around on the Xbox uh, news. This is actually a kind of an Xbox-centric slash focused episode, really. Uh, and it's funny because, like, during the 360 era, I think we were all kind of more Xbox, and then we came around with PS4. Oh, yeah. um, but I've just been I've been playing everything kind of equally lately, but I'm just feeling the Xbox more so much yeah. lately, so... Yeah, no, they're definitely doing a great job of diversifying. Game Pass is like changed the industry, honestly. So, right. somebody, by the way, somebody asked me if, um, you know, they, they said that they love that the Handsome Phantom, the, the HP podcast, is like a a more PlayStation centric show. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we just talk about industry. Yeah, I was gonna say we. Um, I'm not <laughs> we saying we don't have them in our hearts, you know. Oh sure. I, I miss PSX. I miss it all. I grew oh, up yeah. on PlayStation, but right, dude, Xbox has uh, got some really good shit. Um, and I'm and I'm actually, to be honest with you, looking forward. Like, I just think it's going to keep getting better and better and better. Um, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Okay. So anyway, uh, this comes from NME.com, and it says Battlefield 2042 and FIFA 22 look set to arrive on Xbox Game Pass. I don't know if that's exciting or not, but an update to the store pages for both games suggests that they will be coming to Xbox Game Pass in the near future. This week, Xbox storefronts for both Battlefield 2042 and FIFA 22 have been updated with the Game Pass logo. While nothing's been confirmed yet, the update strongly suggests that both games may join Xbox Game Pass service in the near future. Microsoft has yet to re- what yet to reveal what's coming to the library in May, so maybe it's possible that these EA games will be headed to the catalog in coming weeks. It wouldn't surprise me, of course, since they're they got the EA Play integration, right. you know, everything. Um with that said, we do know a few games that are coming to Game Pass for sure. We've got Trek to Yomi, which uh, I don't know about you. I'm I'm interested. I mean, it's literally going to be free for me to play it. Well, included with my subscription. Right. So I'm totally about to check that out. Um, this War of Mine, the final cut, will be added on May 10th. And then Sniper Elite 5 will also join on the 26th of May. A little while okay. out. but Brandon, how do you feel? Should Battlefield... And FIFA, and we'll really probably end up talking more about Battlefield here. Yeah. Join Game Pass. How do you feel about that? Are you interested in it at all, playing it? No, I think that's great. And honestly, isn't this the same FIFA that's the PlayStation Plus this month? It's a great question. I don't I remember. Th- I think it might be. I'm not okay. 100% positive, but that would that would make sense. I feel like that this sort of thing has happened before, um, where recently after it's on Game Pass, it's you know one or the other, either way. So I'm excited to see that most popular sport in the world. Fantastic. Um, You are correct in saying that uh, we will probably be talking about Battlefield more, but honestly, I think this is a good move. Um, I think this was inevitably going to happen regardless, but I think this is almost crucial (laughs) for this game at this point um, to 
hopefully bolster their numbers um, as far as player count goes. Um, I think the only thing better than this uh, would be to make it free to play. Um, So I think this is the next best thing uh, to kind of potentially breathe some life back into this game that is seemingly dead within the year. Um, So within a month, (laughs) literally legit, seriously. But honestly, I just feel bad for everyone that bought it um, and the people that enjoy it. Um, Can you imagine paying 60 full bucks for this game, man? Yeah, it's just like, you know, what fun is it to play like whole games with bots, you know? And that is a very, the player counts in those matches are so high and to think about how how difficult the matchmaking would be. And it's just, it's a nightmare. So I'm hoping for the sake of um, everyone that's still playing that game, what little people are um, that, you know, hell, I might even check it out on Game Pass. Sure, yeah. I mean, for... If it's on Game Pass, I'm probably going to check it out if I'm remotely interested. Now, this is not a game, especially after seeing preview coverage and stuff like that, that I was interested in purchasing. But I will give it a shot, and maybe it'll get better over time. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, so uh, it's just amazing to me how badly this game has performed. I mean, I'm looking at SteamCharts.com, which isn't, you know, it's only showing you Steam, and it's not 100% accurate, but it's pretty accurate. Right. 19 minutes ago, 1,745 people playing, which is higher than it was a few weeks ago. The 24-hour peak is 2,500, which is, you know, a little better. But it comes from an all-time peak of 100,000. That's insane. That's Dude, oh. triple A game, triple A yeah. studio, and it came out at the end holiday season last year. Yeah. Crazy. And like We'll talk about this a little bit more, maybe maybe right next here we will, but they can't even blame it on like coming out around other games, or maybe maybe you can justify it somewhat, but like it came around out around Halo, which by the way, today only had like and they came out with a big update today, only had like five thousand people playing. Yeah, and, gonna... <laughs> and again, this is just on Steam, so right, right. And then it and it came out around Call of Duty, which by the way is not performing very well and people don't like it. And like it's just it was a bad year for shooters, like the yeah. traditional AAA shooters. I think honestly, something that these studios did not figure out up until now, um, maybe even last year or within the past couple of years, is that we are more critical as consumers than ever, as you can attain endless amounts of information, endless opinions, endless anal- and analyzations. And endless, yeah, yeah, endless games too. Right. And, like, there's never been more games to play. There's never been more quality out there than there is now. And it keeps getting more and more. Um, And these yearly studios have just... It's been coming. It has been coming with the Call of Duty. Something like I was seeing reported at the same time last year, Warzone and Call of Duty lost, like, something like 50 million players. What? Did you see that? No. Okay. I believe it. I'll look it up after the show, but yeah, I'm pretty sure... I know Warzone was hurting bad. I'm pretty sure the number was 50 million. Um, No exaggeration. So I'm going to look that up after the show. But yeah, I just think that the threshold was reached. um, And I think that Battlefield took a hit. I think Call of Duty took a hit. Um, And I'm hoping, I'm just hoping that they learn quick um, from all of this. And... um, you know, Battlefield more even so than Call of Duty, but right. um, Call of Duty nonetheless. So, Well, while we're on that train, let's just hop right over to Kotaku, I suppose. 
And uh, we'll, this article says, Activision blames disappointing Call of Duty sales on World War II. Quote, the Call of Duty machine stalled last year in response to which publisher Activision Blizzard is blaming the slowdown on the latest game's World War II setting and lack of innovation. After its most recent earnings missed forecast by some $300 million, the company blamed the poor results of, on the lukewarm reception of 2021's Call of Duty Vanguard. The game's campaign was something of a time-hopping, globe-trotting mess, the following a special operations task force as it tries to thwart secret Nazi plots near the end of the war. So, okay, first of all, I want to know, Brandon, how many months in advance of this game coming out were we talking about how World War II ain't it anymore? Many months. <laughs> many. Literally since it was announced that it was World War II. Right, uh, or even rumored. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I, yeah. I mean, and... I just think this art, you know, them saying this is actually crazy. You know, we were talking about Battlefield blaming it on something else, like like other games released and how ridiculous this was. This is Call of Duty's moment to be ridiculous. Right. Um, blaming it on the setting. Let's just say this. You chose the setting. Right. Um, first of all, uh, so you're blaming it on a choice that you made. And second of all, um, if it was a globetrotting mess, um, which I don't disagree with. I played the campaign. It wasn't that great. It was, wasn't great. It wasn't even that notable whatsoever, even in retrospect when none of them are. Um, right. But but you're saying, you know, it, it was a glow trotting mess. You made the game. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't know if, you know, it's kind of like we're displacing the blame. And if you just like take it at face value, it's like, wow, you know, it it was the setting and it was the weird campaign. But it's like, they're just hoping that you don't realize that they're the ones that made those choices. <laughs> right. They're like, yep, it was definitely World War II and it was definitely the campaign's fault. It definitely wasn't Activision's fault um, or Sledgehammer um, or Raven or Treyarch or Infinity War. It wasn't any, it, it was the setting, Ben. Right. It just was the, the setting. setting. Yep. Yeah. I. There's also part of me that says like, oh, I don't know, maybe this isn't the majority of your sales, but maybe like a lot of people didn't want to support Activision because that was literally the worst time possible to buy an Activision game or to want to support Activision because that was in the heat of all that stuff coming out. And I mean, it's still still coming out. Absolutely. Um, so it was prior the slightly better feelings about the about the studio or about the publisher before Xbox bought them. But it was after all the stuff came out about all the sexual assault and allegations and, you know, the discrimination stuff. And, and of course, that's all, you know, we don't, that's not been proven in a court of law. They've done some settlements and stuff, but, um, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire a lot of times. So. Yeah, and I, w <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's bad nonetheless, um, so yes. I wouldn't blame anybody for um, not supporting that whatsoever. Right. But, yeah, I just, I'm glad to see these studios um, that are so on top of the world and just assume they could shovel out a dog shit product getting slapped in the face with uh, lessening profits. Um, so they'll have to answer to the shareholders and hopefully that means that they will adapt um, and yeah. uh, overcome. So to well, speak. do they so. have to answer to the shareholders because they're getting bought? So that's, that's that is true. <laughs> I mean, they will have new shareholders at a certain point, but that is they true. already basically have an offer for the amount of like to buy the shareholders out. So I don't know. Damn. Damn. And the shareholders voted, I think 98% to accept that offer. So Damn. yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that price, how could you, how could you say no? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Your money is more is worth more and probably going to be worth less if you don't do this. So of course you're going to do it. But, uh, okay. Back to Xbox for a second. Games with gold have been announced and we don't always go through these, but I figured why not? We're yeah. here talking about Xbox stuff. Let's do it. Sure. 
Uh, this month, May 1st, st- starting May 1st, you, we've got uh, Yoku's Island Express, which I know literally nothing about mm. um, other than what it looks like. Uh, Hydro Thunder Hurricane, which seems like a $9.99 GameStop purchase to me. <laughs> I don't know. The Inner World, The, the Last Wind Monk, uh, starting in the middle of the month. It's got a cool art style, but I don't think i care about even trying it because it doesn't look like my style and then the last one i'm slightly interested in slightly viva pinata party animals now dude i know it's only a ten dollar game at this point it came out on 360 but i never played it dude I've, so i've played that game it's actually oh you have dope. yeah, yeah. like i don't know two, i want to say like 2010 or so yeah yeah one of my one of my high school friends actually had it i didn't even own it um yeah. but yeah the viva pinata games i am actually incredibly surprised they haven't tried to revive that yet oh i know man um but that's good news maybe this is a sign that, that they're going to i know dude getting everybody hyped to, it's... for a new viva pinata dude we, maybe we'll see that at microsoft showcase maybe i mean it's funny know. though because we do see a lot of crossover like xbox properties like to do crossovers i mean you know halo's had some crossover stuff with gears and vice versa uh for instance, Sea of Thieves like has every type of ship set that's inspired by a different Microsoft property. Like, right. there's all sorts of stuff like that. And Viva Pinata is like in my consciousness still, but it's MIA. It's MIA. Yeah, but that's good news. I can't really speak on any of the other ones you mentioned, but Viva yeah. Pinata is excellent. Um, definitely worth it for sure. Nice. Maybe I'll. Maybe I mean, literally, I can just download it. I'll <laughs> check it out. Yeah, I was gonna say. With Game Pass, you have that luxury of just right. like if you have it. Might well, this well. is games with gold, but games with gold is included in Game Pass. So right. with Ultimate, right. at least with Ultimate, right. which I have. So, yeah, it's worth it. If you're an athlete, you know, the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape. You can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so that's that. That's the Xbox news. Okay, one more thing before we get into probably the bigger story of the day, uh, or of the week, I suppose, is that Apex Legends Mobile... will be released worldwide this month. And this comes from Video Games Chronicle. It says, Apex Legends Mobile will be released worldwide for Android and iOS devices in May, developer Respawn Entertainment has announced. Mobile design director Jordan Patz revealed the news during a recent Apex Legends developer panel attended by VGC. I'm excited to announce finally that Apex Legends Mobile will be coming to all players worldwide in May. Apex Legends Mobile is being developed by a dedicated team at Respawn in conjunction with Tencent's Lightspeed and Quantum Studios, which is the group of developers behind PUBG Mobile. Like Apex Legends for console and PC, the mobile title will be free to play and won't include paid items that offer a gameplay advantage. 
I will, it will have its own battle passes, collectible cosmetics, and unique unlockables. Now, real quick, before we talk about the fact, you know, what Apex Legends, whether it's a good game to play on mobile or not, I do find it interesting that they say something like this. They say free to play and won't include paid items that offer a gameplay advantage. Brandon, you and I have played a lot of gameplay or a lot of Apex Legends, and yeah. we've played we played a lot when it first came out, but we've played intermittently since since then. Yeah. Do you think that some of the heroes don't have things that could be considered gameplay advantages? Yeah, and honestly, as it's gotten more in depth uh, and there's been more uh, legends added, yeah. um, it's just gotten worse. Um, if you ask me. Um, of course, you can pay real money to unlock these legends, but I don't know. Right. The original cast that you get like at the start, not too bad. And they've done some events where they've given away characters and stuff. So I'm not saying you haven't got a chance to get them if you didn't want them other ways. Um, but I'm with you there, Ben. I mean, I I see what you're saying. Um, yeah. I think the bigger thing for me even yet um, is... I don't know how to put this. And I, I only feel this way because I played a lot of shooters. And I don't know if you'll pick up what I'm trying to say. But, like, Call of Duty is not an easy game because it's quick and twitchy. Right. But it is much easier to hit somebody in Call of Duty with a gun than it is in Apex. Yeah, I agree with um, that. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that's aim assist. I don't know if that's bullet timing. I don't know if that's like the precision of your dot, something about it. And anyone who's played both of them can understand what I'm saying. And so I think that on a phone, I'm wondering how that's going to get lost or like how that's going to be optimal when you have, I feel like a game like Call of Duty might be more suited towards mobile. And I know they do have Call of Duty mobile, but I wonder how this super tight, super precise gameplay is going to be transferred over to any iOS device you put it on. Right. any android device you, pl you put it on um so i mean they could do it i'm sure and phones are more powerful now than they've ever been but i just think you got a lot of phones to work with um and a lot of different screen sizes and a lot of different chips and you know i don't know right. i just I, I just feel like the experience is going to be diminished so much um i know i haven't seen the final product and maybe they can change my mind but I can't imagine this is going to be a fun way to play the game, at least for me personally. So I think now that you can attach a controller to a phone, it's much more reasonable to think that like this would be a good experience. But I still don't think playing on a you know seven or eight inch screen. I mean, and I know mobile can also mean iPad and stuff like that. But sure, I just don't want to play my games this way. And I know a lot of people do. There's clearly a gigantic market for it. Dude, there's there's literally like pro Fortnite players that only play on fucking <laughs> yeah iPads and shit. So like I get it. I know that's like a thing that's desirable. Um, and I know that it's it is good though because I guess more people than ever are going to be playing the game and getting brought into the ecosystem. So I guess that's great. It makes it more accessible um, right. whenever it's on a phone because so many more people have phones than consoles, right? Um, or PCs, but um. Yeah, I guess this can't be bad in any way. I just know I'm not going to utilize it. Right, so. yeah. I mean, it's I'm not going to complain about it. I just won't play it. But I do I do have dreams of someday getting back into Apex, but I feel like I'm so far behind the curve now <laughs> after only playing a little bit over like the last year Right. that I'm just like, well, everyone's going to be better than me and it's going to take me forever to get back into it. I mean, you and I won a couple matches when we played a couple months ago, but yeah. it Dude, still I wasn't great. 
I've popped in here and there. It's still a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and not to completely change the subject, but I really want to play Fortnite again now that no build is in. I agree, man. I agree. I have it downloaded, and I've just been meaning to pop in. Um, but yeah, no do you know if it? Do you know if it has cross progression? Like, Apex. can I can I use my? No, I'm sorry, Fortnite. Can I play my on my old account on my PC now? I think so. And that ben, might be worth a look. I even swear that I heard that they're working on cross progression for Apex as well. Huh. So That'd I'm not nice. I'm not positive, but I thought I heard some rumors, so I would have to confirm that. But yeah. um, nonetheless, it's really great. Um, Tencent is going to know what they're doing with mobile games. That's kind of like their wheelhouse. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. This is kind of the bigger one. And uh, I don't know that we'll have a ton to say about it, but that's certainly big news. Uh, Embracer Group enters into an agreement to acquire Eidos, Crystal Dynamics, and Square Enix Montreal. Uh, So the majority of the story comes directly from Embracer's websites. Uh, And I'm not going to read it because it's a bunch of boring legal speak that they're really sending out to their shareholders and as a like a PR thing. but I'll tell you what, man, they bought all these studios all for three and their IP for three hundred million dollars, which man. sounds to me like an absolute steal. I don't know what you think of it. Just off the top, what do you think about that? Three hundred mil? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like some of the properties that were being discussed are like many, many like decades worth of property. Um, I don't know. I guess it's so hard to tell because so many companies have been bought for such ridiculous amounts that 300 mil now doesn't even sound like that much. <laughs> but <laughs> Right. It's, I don't think it is that much compared to some of the other deals we've seen. Right. But, um, you know, you, but you think about, you go back and think about something like Insomniac and how cheap that was and dude, how much steal. it should have cost. Yeah. Absolute steal. They're yeah. the ones that were stealing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Ars Technica has this to say. Quote, on Monday, Japanese game publisher Square Enix confirmed it was selling three of its Western video game studios, along with many significant game series and intellectual property attached to those studios, to the European game publisher Embracer. The sale includes game studios Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. All three previously had been wholly owned by Square Enix, and Embracer will acquire their entire staffs, combined at roughly 1,100 people, along with popular IPs such as Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, and Legacy of Cain, and a game publishing catalog of over 50 games for $300 million. Now, I feel like those IP alone, let alone like the literal physical studios, right, are worth more than $300 million. But Dude, anyway. 50 IP, they said with that? Yeah, and they said that not all of them have been confirmed. Um, but basically, it seems like a lot of it's going to be split on like a West East style game. I think that... Um, Square Enix is going to keep like Just Cause, Outriders, Life is Strange, stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, but a lot of it seems like it's going to be moving wow. over. Um, yeah. So, wow. It's a huge deal, I feel like. And Dude. I don't know, man. Embracer Group, I like Embracer and I like a lot of the stuff they have, but it, it's kind of scaring me that they're acquiring so much stuff lately. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about this with Tencent a lot, and I'm not going to beat it up because I know we know that they buy a lot. We know that. We talk about it all the time. But that's bad no matter who you are. Even if it wasn't Tencent, I wouldn't want a company buying this much either. Any other company. It's just bad because it's the CCP in this case. Um, Right. right. Well, not exactly. But um, I think this is crazy, man. I can't believe, you know, 
I know that Deus Ex is a huge series. I unfortunately have like a huge blind spot for all of it, literally all of it. Um, I know what it's like, but that's about it. Never played myself. But Tomb Raider, man, I feel like this is this is insane. I mean, I remember watching my dad play Tomb Raider on his PS1, and now to think that you're buying a legacy that, that is that long. And yeah. I know it isn't, you know, this company m- might not even be the same one that worked on Tomb Raider 1. It's highly doubtful that it sure. is. Um, but still, I mean, that's what you're buying into is is the intellectual property that's been around for how many years now? Yeah. Um, so it's definitely pretty crazy. Um, I would say that me personally, I was surprised more that Tomb Raider was included than anything. Um, mm-hmm. I would have been... I would have placed a bet saying that something like Outriders would have been in there instead of Tomb Raider. Um, but clearly I'm wrong. So. Right. Yeah, and... Embracer, like as soon as they announced that deal, they are in that, you know, crazy document. They announced that, like, yes, mainline Tomb Raider game development has already begun and it's going to continue and stuff like that. So, like, it doesn't seem like they're disrupting the work they're doing, which, in my opinion, unless they think it's going to fail for some reason, is a good right. idea. Um, no, but still, for it to change hands at all. Oh, is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess it's just kind of crazy. So, dude, like, I don't know what's happened in the past two years, but like, acquisition central like everyone's buying everyone has it always been like this and i just haven't paid attention or is i don't this think like... so no i don't think so it's crazy i think it's a relatively new development um here's something to think about though if they if they bought crystal dynamics as part of that we know that crystal dynamics is working on uh perfect dark along with the, the um well what's the name of the the studio the initiative oh yeah uh i wonder how that's gonna factor in is is embracer still gonna let them be loaned out to uh to microsoft you think is that included in the in in the fifty IP? Who knows? Well, it, it wouldn't be their IP. They, I don't think Square Enix would have ever owned that. They they're basically just selling them as a you know using them as a work for hire studio. Oh, probably understood. because they screwed up um, Avengers so badly. But yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, they were like, all right, well, we need to make some money off of you yeah. immediately. But they're no, like... the, Crystal Dynamics is working on the Perfect Dark sequel along with right uh, the initiative, but. I don't know. Are they going to get pulled off of that? Is that work already committed? I don't know. Uh, obviously, I'm just speculating at this point. So hard to it's, say, man. It's hard to say for sure. Uh, I think that's pretty much the majority of the news stuff that I had. I'm trying to see if there's anything else here, but we might just go ahead and move right on over to uh, to discuss what you've been playing, Brandon. Yeah. Well, well why don't you let me start real quick? Yeah. I was gonna say, my answer you... is almost nothing. Oh, dude, mine's um, mine's pretty close. So go ahead. Okay. So I've played, um, I've, okay, you start, go for it. Okay. Well, honestly, I, I've just been playing Elden Ring. Um, I haven't picked up uh, Ghostwire Tokyo since the last time we talked, um, which was last podcast, unfortunately. Um, I still haven't written it off, but have just really, really genuinely been enjoying Elden Ring again. Um, it hasn't given me the same feeling I got the first time, but it's been pretty damn close. Um, yeah. so I'm actually almost done with my okay. second playthrough. It's taken me, um, it's going to take me probably about half the time, which is really good because yeah. I don't want to spend another hundred, 130 some hours, but, um, playing a mage is really fun. It's really different. And to the people that say that it's really easy, it is really easy, um, at the beginning. Um, but it's not really that easy all the way through. So, um, yeah. I feel like it, it, it provides a challenge in a different way. Um, so I feel like whenever I was a strength character, my, my beginning of the game, 
was kind of hellish. And then by the end, I was King Dick. Um, and the exact opposite has happened for me um, for magic. So the beginning was easy and the end kind of sucks. So maybe I'm doing something wrong, but I've been enjoying it nonetheless. Um, it's really cool to shoot fucking lasers out of your character. <laughs> so yeah, th- that's been awesome. But yeah, that's honestly about it. I, I, I really wish I had more to say, but that's it. No, that's good. That's good. I'm, um, so I, I left Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I left Thursday, uh, which means we recorded Tuesday. I don't know if I played anything Wednesday night, but I, uh, if I did, it was more Lego and I don't have anything more to say about that. But in the, on the trip, I played a couple hours. Uh, I actually borrowed it from my son, of uh, the new Kirby game. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm really liking it. You weren't kidding about how cute it is and everything. Um, I, I haven't gotten that far, obviously, and I was playing in the car, so even all that time, I wasn't like paying attention to the screen. Right. Uh, obviously, playing on the Switch, um, but I just think it's like I love platformers. Uh, I love cute things. I love Kirby. Uh, everything about it is just like a lot of fun. Yeah. So it, it it's definitely going to be one I I don't put down. I, I think. Yeah, it isn't incredibly like stand out or complex in any specific way. It's just a lot of fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't. You know, I don't know that I would I would pick many other games over the Kirby game, but when I play it, I have fun. So there's nothing that can be taken away from that as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah, absolutely. Brandon, what since um since we're not really playing a whole lot right now, what uh what do you think the next game you're looking forward to is or oh. what game do you that's already out do you want to go back to? Yeah, man. Honestly, I want to give another go to Ghostwire Tokyo. Okay. Um I know I already kind of talked about that and said I was going to play it, but yeah. I really need to get back into it. Um, I'm not going to force myself. I think that if I try it again and I'm not really feeling it, I might put it down. Um, but then after that, dude, I don't even know, to be honest with you. I probably should play some more of Gran Turismo, but I'm going to need to buy that. So I'm trying to think of what, we'll he, what games are even coming out. As a matter of fact, while I'm, while I'm speaking, I'm going to look it up. Um, let's see, 2022 release schedule games. I don't know. That's just, we'll try that. But the one thing I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go back to, I never played Sifu when it came out. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. We talked so, about that a little bit last week. Yeah. yeah dude, so and they gonna... just had an update. Did you see that? I did see that. That's one of the reasons I'm I'm really even more interested because, yeah. like, I just wanted to play it for the, the gameplay. I don't need it to be something that's super tough. Right. And so if, if they put a... Um, if they put an easy mode or whatever into it, yeah, it I'm happy to try it out if it's too yeah, hard sure. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have that any, game, I heard it, that game is pretty hard actually. Yeah. And I mean like I'll play it and I'll, if it's hard, that's fine. I'll try it for a while, but eventually I don't have any shame in switching over to, I, I won't start on easy mode, but I'll switch over to it. If I, if I want to play the game, yeah. uh, I have no shame about that. It's not, it's not my preferred way to do it, but I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a couple of games there's, um, of course, I'm going to continue to play Lego, um, Lego Star Wars for sure. That's an, um, I do like it, but I'm just getting a little bored with it. Um, I want to play Nobody Saves the World. I haven't even started that one, um, but I want to check that one out. The new Drinkbox game, of course. Um, the uh, Game Pass game Tunic. Oh, yeah. I played yeah. a little bit of that. Did I talk about that last week? I think I did. You did a little bit. Are you still playing it? Well, I haven't played anything almost at all since last well, week. Well, okay. So, yeah. So you're still planning on get, getting back into that? Yeah. Probably, honestly, if I turned on my Xbox, it would be on my, my uh, quick resume or whatever. You know, it'd pop right up. Right. <laughs> no problem. 
Uh, one game that I just mentioned the sequel to earlier tonight uh, is Hellblade. I I never played Hellblade, Brandon. Me neither. I need really? to check that out. Yeah. Oh, I, we're we're together in that. Yeah. I, Ed's I, gonna shout at us in the Discord. I know he is. I feel like I would love the game, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I have my degree in psychology, and right. I feel like yeah. that that sort of thing really just intrigues me. So I'm I'm definitely interested. It that's on Game Pass. Um. Yes, it, it would be because it's a Microsoft Studio. Yeah, I think it's Excellent. on there. Excellent. If it's not, I'll buy it. It's got to be cheap enough. Yeah, but I, yeah, I it's one say... I've been wanting to play for so long that I not played. Right. I'm almost, I'm almost a hundred percent sure it's on Game Pass though. Yeah. Um, I mentioned Sifu. Uh, they're coming out with a with a um, uh, physical edition of that. I might go ahead. And oh, really? That. I don't know. We'll see. That'd be cool. Uh, Trek to Yumi. I mentioned this. As, I mentioned as well. Uh, but I'm trying to think of like the next big game that's coming out that I'm really, really super interested in. Um, I'm looking at this list here, Diablo Immortal, but that's coming out primarily for iOS and Android. Um, I will play that, but it won't be like a main game. And then Mario Strikers, man, the new Mario Strikers. I'm a sucker for Mario Strikers. Yeah, I haven't played, but I'd be interested. Um, I wonder if it's going to be one of those games like Mario Golf that is decent, but then just kind of comes out and disappears. Probably. Um, seems like that's that's kind of the case. Like even ARMS did that. Like none of them are inherently that bad. They right. just kind of come out and then they're just kind of like, yeah, this is fine. So, yeah. and then after that, it's like, you know, there's Gotham Knights coming out, which I'm interested in just because I like like the characters. But when's you know, God we'll of see. War coming out, man? They just said something the other day that it's still coming out this year. I don't believe it. Where, I, where, I still don't believe it. How much do you want to bet that in the next couple months it's going to get put? Didn't di- didn't the last one get delayed to like the next following March or something like that last time? Uh, it I, came out April 20th. That's what it was. Of whatever year it was. So yeah, 2018, so I think. It was supposed to come out the year before, and then it got pushed to the next year early. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that's going to happen again, to be honest with you. So. Brandon, I figure you'll probably, in December, be playing Hello Neighbor 2. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't even tease me, Ben. <laughs> you know I'm going to be playing that. Yeah. Um, I'm actually looking forward to this new iteration. I need more info about the Call of Duty. I really, oh. really do. Oh, yes, um, yes. I think this is going to be a banger. I don't want to like blow my load too early, so to speak, because I did the same thing with 2042. So yeah. <laughs> Literally and metaphorically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I did this with 2042. I was kind of hyped mm-hmm. for that, and then I kind of got, you know, mud Shafted. thrown in my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't want to be too excited, especially with all the debauchery and the the ill will that Activision has earned from me sure. since Vanguard has come out. But right. um, I'm a sucker for these games, man. It's There's no doubt about it. So I'm hoping it's going to be good. But Yeah, for sure. All right, dude. Well, I don't have much else to say. Do you? Uh, you got anything else you want to throw out there? No, dude. I don't think. Right, cool. Well, we miss Dave and his handsome face. And I um, hope he's having fun gallivanting around, eating the baguettes and stuff. Uh, but we'll... We'll be back next week, of course. Um, again, don't forget about patreon.com slash phantom. Join us on the Discord. We appreciate it. We really do appreciate you guys who listen every week. And uh, other than that, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye. The HP Podcast is supported by our patrons over at patreon.com slash phantom. Jason Canham, Toby Ryland, Chaz Peterson, Edward Walton, Josh Cummings, Jared, Boots, Fusebro, Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo, Maurice Bays, and H-Trance.